take that away in schools. We usually shoot across denominational lines, and this time we're just going to point it right at us. Which one? It was the on Nyack the, scholarship? It was on the women's thread. It was great. Hold on. You're going to have to move closer to the mic. I, we'll include this somewhere in there. This will be bonus bonus content. It's like we're, you know, like bands used to put like a secret song at the end of a yep at, a, at the end of a CD and mm-hmm. you just had to like leave it or mm-hmm. a tape. Like you just had to like wait. That's right. There was no skipping to it. No. You just had to wait. <laughs> or you forget that you have it on. All and then you're like, whoa, why is this singing to me? <laughs> Kids today. Kids today will never experience no, that. No, they won't. Because Spotify tells you how long the song is. Uh, so even if you put a hidden track after track, there'd be a hidden tr- People would know. Because, like, why is this song 20 minutes long? Mm-hmm. And it's only actually four minutes long. <laughs> this is the last comment on the women's oh, group. Here we go. I remember a few years ago talking with my brother-in-law about the lack of real scholarship in the Alliance. I know, big, ugly generalization. He's an ATS grad, a Duke undergrad, and an EL PhD philosophy religion. He did those in the wrong order. He's a what? No, what? 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 He's a Duke undergrad, ATS grad, and a Yale PhD philosophy dropout. He didn't. Do, he didn't finish the dissertation. Okay, so no need to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! He's the, he's the brother-in-law. Take that, brother-in-law. <laughs> I remember him saying, "It's not in our DNA to have scholarship. We are practitioners, missionaries, and pastors. It's a beautiful niche to feel and leave the scholarship to others, preach the gospel, teach the laws, care for the hurting." Use the scholarship of others, study hard, read, 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 but stay in your lane. That sounds like somebody who dropped out of doing their dissertation. It's like, you know what? It's just not. I'm justifying my own existence (laughs) right now. (laughs) You know, I got accepted. I took a spot someone else could have taken. I waited six years and was like, you know. This phased out. Those 80,000 words seem really hard. They are. They are really hard. I assume that that is the hardest part. And that's kind of the point. But then to be like, our whole denomination should just stay in the lane I decided to stay in. Get out of here, dude. What is his brother-in-law's name? Call him out. I have an right idea. on there. What's his name? <laughs> Tag him. Tag him where it didn't happen. Pictures. It's ha- pictures it's are happening isn't, right now. <laughs> pictures are, isn't, isn't true. Proof. Yeah? Can we get proof? Tell him we want proof. Anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. That's not what we're talking about today. It felt like what we were talking about. You know. What but, do you do? But you made that comment a couple of weeks ago. That's true. That is true just, about us. It's just not our niche to be. But it could be. Adapt or die, Gordon. That's not the adaptation the denomination is going to make. So Dang adapt it. or get out. No! <laughs> I'm going to turn that on. <laughs> no, come on. There is some scholarship, just not a lot. Right. And we don't celebrate it. No. I feel like if we celebrated it, it would be fine. It would be like the normal amount for normal denominations. Because most denominations aren't like super genius denominations. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, uh, What well denomination they, they, do you they, think? They measure themselves by their institutions. The so. Jesuits. Right. Which ones, though? <coughs> the Jesuits. Like the Jesuits, the Presbyterians, probably. The Dominican. Right? Like when I think of like who are the intellectual denominations in the United States, it would be like either Catholics and Lutherans. Catholics. Right? And then Presbyterians. It's all high church people. Why are Catholics? I don't know. Just in my head, there are probably okay. priests with PhDs. Because you're trying to move up. So how do you move up? The monks all established colleges. They were all the first yeah, to establish. Like Loyola in Chicago was is a Jesuit school. But how Jesuit are they really? Pretty Jesuit. I don't know. Like don't what, know which what, parts are Jesuit? Just some of it. 
Some of them. They have that nun who went to the Final Four with them. That's true. I kind of feel like it's more like hospitals. Like there's all different brands of hospitals, but this is the Methodist. It's just a hospital. How is this the Methodist hospital? (laughs) What does that mean? Seventh Day Adventist. I'd like to go to the Pentecostal hospital, please. (laughs) (laughs) They have some track record. They'll heal me. That's what I'm saying. Like it I, seems like I don't want to go to the Seventh Day Adventist hospital. That's no fun. Seventh Day Adventists don't believe in fun. They don't believe. I don't know if that's true, but I feel that fundamentally you know I mean? true. I don't actually know what Seventh Day Adventists believe, except for that apostleship has continued in the way that it continued in the first century, right? Like the and they there have are people who still write scripture. And they're Sabbatarians. Is that true? I think that's true about Seventh Day Adventists. I don't Adventist. think so. I don't think what? so. It was early. It, was, it used to be the thing. That was the thing early. Was yeah. we don't do stuff on the seventh day. I think they were on the verge of becoming Jehovah's Witnesses. Right. They're like, they're like uh, the marijuana of Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> marijuana of Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> You've been in California too long. Uh, oh, no, like so much gateway. The, oh, totally. This is the gateway drug. The new it's King the gateway James. drug for cults. <laughs> I don't know if that works out because I actually don't know what they believe. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I did say that about C8, and it is true. But I feel like we could we could do it. What, what, we could be what better. What would be the it. aversion to it? Like, I don't understand why. I like, don't think it would be an aversion. It would just be a total educational. It would be an educational. Our seminaries have and schools have great academics, but – the education philosophy is training people for ministry right. and whoever wants to it's come all, in. It's so you're not you're not getting the best of the best because the best of the best want to go to Duke. Don't Gord. want to go to Christian schools. Yeah, they want to, <laughs> but they want to remain in academia, right? Yeah. Right. So, and then once they graduate, they don't typically most of them teach at our schools because that doesn't move you along the academic road very fast. Like they might start there, maybe, yeah. but like. They would move on pretty quickly because they want to work to Wheaton. Same thing with yeah, with to move like people who graduate from Moody and then go on to like Duke or something. They don't want to come back to Moody and teach at Moody, which is school I went to, which is kind of on the same track where they're like trying to train people for practical ministry. Right. Those people, if they come back to Chicago, they either want to teach at the University of Chicago, they want to teach at Loyola, they want to teach at Wheaton. Seems really selfish, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But one of the hallmarks of HM. every other Christian gets to be selfless. Not the not the pastors. The academics, no. no. No, we're gonna sit in our ivory towers and write books. Well, one of the great things about the ATS experience was their focus on missiology and studying people and cultures. Oh, ATS meaning Alliance Theological Seminary. Seminary. Yeah. Oh, Which is I thought so you confusing. Ashland Theological Seminary. No, nope, that, like, that would be the popular. Ashland? Where does Ashland? <laughs> I'm secretly graduating in the middle of Ohio. I don't understand. But okay. <laughs> I... <laughs> You know, <laughs> right. whatever. That's fine. So, I guess. But that's one There's of the theological journal. Big things about us is we study the culture. We were one of the first seminaries to do that and continue to do that. And we focus on spiritual formation, making pastors healthy before they deal with other people's stuff. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Which which doesn't neglect the need to do some of the heavier academic work. That's just our flavor. So. So you would say maybe we just have an incentivized. Right. Our academics to nope. stay there. To stay CMA. Or if they do, they like uh, the closest we would get is like a like a Sky Jathani, who is CMA. Like he goes to a CMA church, but like that's about it. Like, <laughs> like he's not. Well, the CMA in general is just pretty hidden, right? But he's not like part of like CMA groups. He sometimes speaks at CMA things, but he's not. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That would be 
I think that would be the difference. Um, but I would think of like, in my head, like Presbyterians are all going for PhDs. Like if you're a Presbyterian pastor and you're not working on a PhD, are you really a Presbyterian pastor? <laughs> I don't think so. And I'm not sure it's bearing out the fruit that they would hope it would no, it's bear not. out. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying maybe we could try a little harder just to... I'm not even saying push academics on people, just champion the people who we have who are already academic. Because one of the CMA's things is like everybody's gifting is like to help the church. And some of the people that we already have, I think, have like this writing, probably have like a writing gifting and are really smart people. Yeah. So if we just champion those people as we go, I think that'd be helpful. Oh, really good. I mean, I have a professor who I went to Israel with who wrote <laughs> one of the atlases and I he's discovered stuff right. so in well, Israel. He's being championed a little where? bit. We're in a pastor group. I feel like, because also like with our discussions about like theological issues, we don't have, we have A.W. Tozer and we have A.B. Simpson. And Zacharias. And yeah, but eh, do we do we really have Robbie and Zacharias? You know? <laughs> he he's a national treasure now. <laughs> Everybody gets a piece of <laughs> I feel like that's what, yeah, that's kind of what's happening. Like we can claim a lot of people, you know. Um like the Southern On Baptist, that rationale then Christian Stanfield who? is ours and he leads the worship at Passion Conferences. So therefore passion, therefore, passion is, is ours. Exactly. There you go. So it's like six degrees of separation. <laughs> It's all that's all worship. <laughs> They're all cross pollinated. Cross pollinated. <laughs> that's a gross nice. Way to think about it. I do not like that. I do. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> and but Phil Wickham is the bee that ties them all together. But they're more likely to go across denominations, worship people. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the most famous worship singers is actually Catholic. Whoa. Whoa, Matt Marr. Whoa. But we won't talk about that. Who <laughs> sings his grace is enough? Songs with puppets songs with puppets right doesn't he have he has catholic songs with puppets for like catechism stuff right yeah it's for like children but that's Youth. not all there is that's not all there is but that is a thing there is which detracts from all the other stuff that's what that i'm saying is. this is some of the denominations make academics the only thing there is and i'm just saying we should maybe sometimes acknowledge like there's also that well you if, could also do that if we did that though let i i, I Maybe this would be a very similar conversation to Bible translation. Like we've translated the Bible, agreed? No. Have we translated the Bible? Sixteen eleven. I have not. <laughs> okay. Have we, I'm the Christian community, have we translated the Bible? We finished. Then why it do we before. keep translating the Bible? Right. So the same thing here. If we think of academia, what would we be trying to resolve, or is it an issue we're trying to resolve, or what would be the motivation behind focusing on academia? What what would it well, give to us? Academic people, people who have studied things. Yeah. See, that goes back to my other conversation. To rock bottom on the things and can come back and tell us, hey, look, I already I went all the way down. No, unlike I, all those other I, 80 people that went all the way down. No, because education is the art and science of learning more and more about less and less until you know everything about nothing. And so we would have a lot of people who know everything about a very specific thing. That's right. We don't have that right now, and have nothing to contribute because education just to the narrows. bigger thing. Like through through twelfth grade, it's just like a bubble, and you learn all the things, and then you go into your undergrad and it starts focusing, and then your master's degree focuses more, and then your PhD is like here's something no one's ever said. Which is I'm not sure if we have any more things to say that people have never said. Well, technically, if we're taking like a biblical approach, no one's ever said like all the things have already been said, all right. the ideas have already been had. Yes, because there's nothing new under the sun. So someone may not have written it down, but your idea isn't necessarily 
unique to yourself. Right? It's very depressing to be born now. Like, it would have been much cooler when we first started PhDs into <laughs> right. a PhD. That would have been much better than 1,500 years. Actually, like what? Like 1,600, 1,700? I don't know when we started doing PhDs. Probably in the 400s. Something like that. Yeah? No, when did we start giving people that. doctorates? Later when did, when that. did that start being a thing? That's a good question. Martin Luther had one, right? Yeah, it would be after after Christmas. Charlemagne? Yeah. So 800? So 1,200 years ago? So, like, it would have been much better to do a PhD 1,200 years ago than now. It would be. Because, like, as I've looked at schools and be like, because that's one of the things I want to do at some point, it's like, man, everyone's already written everything. And what's real crazy is you could start writing something. And, like, that's your dissertation. And then you find Someone out, beat you somebody already it. wrote this. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then you've just got to start over and find a new thing. And you've spent, like, oh, man. So many hours. Whew. Yeah. Speaking of, of, we'll just record an intro later. Um... Speaking of education, I want to talk about Jerry Falwell Jr. So Jerry Falwell Jr. and the governor of West Virginia have come together that to say to the Virginia people, they should be able to leave the tyrannical and barbaric state of Virginia with its laws mm-hmm. and things that the people in Virginia elected. The anyway, the <laughs> so they're saying West Virginia should get bigger. Right, So they're saying that the people in West Virginia, if they want to be in a state that is pro-life-ish and pro-gun and pro, they're lumping in there pro-Christian is, is kind of the undertone, is that Virginia hates Christians. Um, right. That they should just vote that their counties become part of West Virginia. Isn't that fun? I think we should vote that our county becomes part of West Virginia. That's... <laughs> It seems like something <laughs> worth like, lobbying. And it's like you're driving to California, and then you know the when you go into California, they have the things that are like, "Do you have carrots with you?" Um, and they just want to know about produce for some reason. They're mm-hmm. really concerned about the produce, and you can't have produce when you drive into California. We could have one of those on both sides of Tulare, like every side of Tulare County. And when you leave Tulare County, you have to tell people you have produce. And so, because we're now West Virginia, we're West Virginia. We wouldn't people wouldn't be able to complain about California politics anymore here. We'd only be able to complain about people taking the coal miner jobs and killing the Walmarts, because those are the people who employ people in West Virginia. Um, uh, those fun are the fact: main we have more in America yoga instructors and coal miners. But whatever, um, just a fact I learned today. <laughs> it's a fact. So, what do you guys think about Jerry Falwell Jr. and the governor? I, I the governor of West Virginia is with this. him. I yeah, did. they did like a press conference together. I, I heard about the. Swapping <laughs> states business, but yeah. I didn't know that Falwell was on He's that. the spearhead. Him and the West, the governor of West Virginia, and he said he would have, he would move Liberty University, but it's too big. There's a lot of. First off, that's, that's a weird way to flex on people. <laughs> <It Like this. laughs> I will move this. I would, but my university is too successful. <laughs> Secondly, there's nothing in West Virginia. You know, cheap property is in West Virginia. And even if someone lives there, their house is just put together. Like, you could just move it. You could actually pick up their house and move it. The houses, yes, but... The whole thing. Anything in West Virginia is movable. It's all on wheels. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) My family lives in West Virginia, so I feel like I could be a little bit harder on them. Their schools don't even have paved floors. That's not true. That's (laughs) misrepresentation. (laughs) We'll see the emails coming now. <laughs> just all playing horseshoes barefoot in their yard. <laughs> That's real. That's what my family does. My grandma says there's too much fresh air. 
I'm just saying they could take a. We mountain. could borrow some. Yeah, we could. We could borrow if fresh air. If we became air. part of West Virginia, we'd get we better be air, and we could it. sing that song. When we come down that mountain, yes, mountain. That because that's not in Tulare County. Badger isn't here, right? Is that part of us? When we go to Heartland, and when we come back, when we're coming back, we like West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, and we just be in West Virginia, mountain. just a little, little, bloop, little square. Uh, it would be hilarious to lobby that though. Wonder how many delegates. See if Nunez would, would let us. I think he would. Right, like that would be genius for the Democrats in in California to just be like, you know what, you can vote to be whatever state you want. You want to you want to be West Virginia? Cool, you can pay West Virginia taxes, which are probably less. I'm saving us money, is what I'm saying. There's like you can do whatever you want to the environment, West Virginia. You can kill the environment. You can give your baby a gun, like whatever. You know, you can have more tattoos than teeth if you want. You know, that's uh. <laughs> that's on that's on the license plate. <laughs> That's no, he has such strong feelings against West Virginia. <laughs> not really against. It's just I've been there a lot, so I know. It's just that I know. You know what I mean? And so I feel like for for Virginia, like Virginia is the classier Virginia. So I don't know why you would want to then switch to being the less, which I think is what Jerry Falwell Jr. is really saying. Because most of the students of Liberty are online. They're not on campus, guy. For sure. You could just buy property in West Virginia and move everything to West Virginia. No one would care. But yeah. instead, he's like, you guys should just vote to leave. Weird. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, and I think it's like mostly fear mongering type stuff anyway, because it's like here's your political ideas, and someone disagrees with them, so you should just leave. Yeah. That's silly. And all the Republican people made fun of all the Democrat people who said that. Like when Trump was running, they're like, if Trump becomes president, we're moving to Canada, and also no one did. But they were like, oh, that's stupid. You're a bunch yep. of snowflakes. Well, who's Jerry Falwell? Who's being the snowflake now? Okay, stay, run for office. Maybe he has principles that he's uh, run for office abiding then. by. Run for office. He doesn't know. He has openly said his only jobs are to make money and get good sports at Liberty. He doesn't even care about the Bible department. So, that's right, Jerry Falwell. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they Come I, I said it. Are they Baptists? They're Jerry no. Falwell Juniorist. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're, they're independent. Independent fundamental Baptists. Maybe. Basically, <laughs> I right? Think so no. Basically, definitely not fundamental Pretty Baptist. Pretty close. I don't know. And his father was like the father of the um, religious right yeah. movement in the seventies, which is, yeah. So, and then he followed that up by saying that he's seen miracles happen because ten years ago Liberty was just this small school, and now it's the largest university, a Christian university in the world, which is just because of online enrollment. You can you can start as many online but that's classes still as pretty you want. impressive. It's though. sure, but then follow, like as that being the reason that Virginia people should leave, that doesn't make any sense. Those two no. do not correlate. No, definitely <laughs> not. And I'm surprised anybody would try to make them correlate. All right, here's another thing people are trying to make correlate. That was a good good segue. Anytime, way to go. Um, so I saw this today. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I sent you guys a thing, so maybe you don't know. There is a movie that is coming out that has Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan. In the movie, fighting each other. Fighting each other? Fighting. I thought they were going to be like no, a team and no. go. It's what? set in like um, colonial England. Most of the story is about a guy taking this Asian girl. I think it was a girl. I don't know. I think it was an Asian girl. Some assumptions. They go on a Silk Road. They go on the Silk Road and they get to China and there's this woman who controls a dragon and they've got to fight her. But there is a side plot about the Tower of London and Arnold Schwarzenegger is the top guard of the Tower of London. And Jackie Chan is is a prisoner, and no one's ever escaped the Tower of London. No Jackie way. Chan sure is gonna try. 
And oh, so man. they're going to fight each other. Arnold Schwarzenegger is wearing a wig. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> what? <laughs> the trailer came out like today or yesterday, and it looks awesome. It looks like I, I, that's a movie I will watch when I'm sick. Because when I get sick, I don't really want to watch a movie that I have to think about. I don't want to watch a funny movie because then it like makes you cough. I want to watch a ridiculous action movie. That's my thing. Like when I'm sick, I want to eat soup, sit on the couch, and watch the most ridiculous action movie I can find. Mm-hmm. Like I watched The Man with the Iron Fists. If you haven't seen it, it's about a dude who's a blacksmith for all the different triads in China. It's a black guy from the Wu-Tang Clan. It doesn't make sense. He's the only black guy really in the movie. Um, he gets his arms cut off. So... Um, who's oh man what is that guy's name he played Gladiator Russell Crowe yeah okay I was thinking that but then I was like ah, I questioned myself on there okay, okay. Russell Crowe shows up and helps him form these iron fists which that he then burns into his own body no and he has iron fists with which to fight the wrestler Batista awesome <laughs> amazing like there's nothing bad about that I mean there is the, there's some content in there so probably don't let your children watch that movie um, but when I'm sick that's the type of movie I want to watch and this looks like my next like sick movie like next time I get sick when I when my saying no to being sick doesn't work anymore because that happens take over. every couple months I'm just like I'm like no I'm not going to get sick and then my body's like yeah you are um, I'm going to watch this movie and I'm so excited about it I think it's called Iron Mask The Iron Mask The Iron Mask Yes yeah. indeed So my other question though is if you were going to combine two action heroes that can be from any era and make the like weirdest but also best at the same time combo which two would you combine it preferably ones that haven't been together yet because like john travolta and nick cage did a movie together where they switch faces you know what i mean yes they uh, did and i think yeah so like the expendables i guess if you haven't seen the expendables i would there's a lot of people in those movies. They keep um, adding more and more expendables. Yeah, keep adding more and more expendables. But this one's fun because it's like Jackie Chan was like the 90s, you know? Yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was really the 80s. And then later, like he missed, right? Most of his movies were not in the 90s except for Terminator movies. That's all he was doing. He's doing comedies. Oh, yeah. He was doing like Kindergarten Cop and um, Twins. Jingle All the Twins Way. Twins and Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Classics. <laughs> Classic movies. <laughs> the best of the best right there. Oscar. He should have won an Oscar for one of them. Easily. Yeah. Kidding uh, Cop was funny. Yeah, but but no. It was funny when it came out. Tried watching it a couple years ago. <laughs> Not as funny anymore. <laughs> I don't know what happened because I remember it being a genuinely funny movie. Oh, uh, yeah. It wasn't that much. Yeah. Um. So, who are your weird, great action movie star because i want like like you could put comedians with which is jackie chan and chris rock was it chris rock it wasn't chris rock smith. it was chris um no. will smith he was in a will smith movie yeah was wild, wild west right this was is bad. Bad. which was that was the movie uh, I was rush hour of. chris tucker rush hour, yeah. ah, chris tucker yeah got the wrong chris dang it <laughs> <laughs> so many chris's all right so man if we could have like peak people I don't want them now. I don't want this now. I do not want Steven Seagal now, but I want Steven Seagal from the 90s, like 80s, 90s Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the first one. Um, with, and I d- this probably, maybe this did happen, with Chuck Norris from the 90s. That didn't happen. That never happened? That didn't happen. It would just be roundhouse kicks everywhere. Yeah. Just people spinning and kicking things. And they would both be some, like, weird 
uh, like trade like a cook slash yeah, and they're just hitting people in the pa- face with pans yeah and then roundhouse kick or they could remake the wild wild west movie but with chuck norris and steven seagal it was bad enough adding them would make it <laughs> atrocious <laughs> I'm not. I'm just trying to think of what because Steven Seagal was always trying to be like, almost like pseudo Asian guy. You know, he was always with the with the hair and the mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, karate definitely. outfits. And then Chuck Norris is just walking around in Levi's roundhouse kicking some stuff. Yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme very much in that. Yeah, just kicking some stuff. stuff. Just gonna kick. The first rated R movie I ever saw was Kickboxer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like 11. Ooh. You know, strong. <laughs> It was on TV though, so like a lot of it was taken out. Okay, but I think that's a Jean Claude Van Damme movie, and it he is. puts his he has like these, um, he he has to kickbox this guy at the end, obviously because he's a kickboxer, you know. Right. Uh, it was on the Fourth of July too. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but it was playing on TV. So they he had like his hands wrapped, and then for the final fight, they had like the hand wrap things, and then they put them in glass, and they're like punching each other in the face with hands wrapped. Oh in yeah, glass. that was kickboxer. Such ingenuity. <laughs> Bruce Lee and Keanu Reeves. Oh, dude, that's so good. <laughs> that, would be that would be awesome. You win. Dang it. <laughs> I don't know if we can do better than that. Bruce Lee and Keanu Reeves would be awesome. Oh, man. Would it be like Matrix 4? Dude, Bruce Lee and Keanu Reeves in Matrix 4 would be great. Would be awesome. Bruce Lee as Agent Smith in the originals. Like, I really like Hugo Weaving. And I'm a fan of Hugo Weaving and anything he's ever been in. That's the guy who plays Mr. Smith. He I also know. plays Elmer. I'm just making sure. I'm just that people. Everybody knows. People are like, who's Hugo? That's a movie about a kid <laughs> in a train station. Um, the <laughs> not the kid in the train station. Uh, as a child, I had the hairline and the eyebrows of Hugo Weaving when I was a baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't help but think of Hugo Weaving as a baby face. That's what I looked like. It's I kinda, can't stop. It's kind of what Monroe looked like until recently. Um, <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> but if it was Bruce Lee instead, that would have been great. That would have been more realistic. Yeah. I didn't really, like, I don't know. Yeah. What do you got? It seems like it would it. always be, like, some karate-based. Yeah. Like, like because that's yeah, yeah. what we think of as You don't want, like, just of... blowing stuff up. Yeah. They've done all those combos, I think. I don't know. You got nothing. I, it, they'd be too obscure. It'd be, it'd be like... <laughs> Eric Roberts, because that was... Who was that? Eric Roberts, he was in kung fu movies, too. Karate movies. Was he the one from Jim Cotta? (laughs) I don't think so. Do you know what Jim Cotta is? No. It's about this Olympic gymnast who invents his own version of karate where he does gymnast moves. He was an actual Olympic gymnast, so then it's about this weird kung fu that he creates. Um, It's kind of like in the same vein as Shaolin Soccer, which if you haven't seen, you need to watch. All right. Because it's amazing. Um, they become Shaolin monks to become soccer players. And they, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> speaking of action stars. You know too many things about the, too many things. <laughs> Hence, he's getting a PhD. Yeah, because he's going to narrow, gonna narrow it in. Exactly. stuff in my exactly. mind palace. Um, this past weekend was, <laughs> was the Oscars, and Joaquin Phoenix decided to go after the milk industry. Was it the um, milk industry? <clears throat> There's the milk, like taking the milk. He says, we artificially inseminate the cows. Right. We take the calves. Then that makes the cows sad, but they're trying to make milk for the babies, so we take the milk and we drink it ourselves. Which is a little strange that we're the only like mammals who drink milk from a different mammal and not just the ourselves, right? right. Um, what can you do? Uh, I don't think he changed anyone's mind. 
presumably. I'm not sure Joaquin Phoenix has ever changed. I think everybody was so surprised that we're still processing content. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it felt like. Like, it was just like, I'm not sure anyone the next day was like, oh, I shouldn't drink milk. Like, people who are going to put milk in their cereal put milk in their cereal. We're still going to do that. Um, And then, like, the World uh, Agricultural Expo is here in our county in West Virginia. Um, See, that also fits. New West Virginia? Doesn't that fit? That fits. (laughs) That it would be in West Virginia. It would, dude. Well. That fits. It does fit. It doesn't not fit. It doesn't not fit. It kind of doesn't fit that it's in California. Like, most people's view of California, technically what most of California is, it technically does fit. Mm Mm-hmm. We just but don't think what of it. Most the way. people in the rest of the country think of California as being, they would not be like, you know what they should do? They should host all the agricultural people from the world. Right. That's not a thing they would think. That seems like a Kansas. Kansas. Or I was thinking Iowa. Nebraska. An mm-hmm. Iowa thing. North Dakota. No. No, there's no agriculture in there. I know you're technically from you've lived in North Dakota, but I've never actually met someone from North Dakota. I don't think people are born there. I think we discovered that and there was nothing there. No, nope, not even the, the Native no, Americans. They were like, ooh, we want that. That's right. Why we would, can leave that for the white man. Why did know? people stop <laughs> here? <laughs> he can manifest destiny this whole square. <laughs> if we keep going, there's mountains. Those are pretty cool. Let's stay over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was a weird... Yeah. God calls you to church plant in North Dakota. <laughs> I'm not going to change this opinion. I'm still going to hold that no one's ever been born in North Dakota. Were your children born in North Dakota? No. See? <laughs> Point proof. Proof positive. And you lived there when your chi- when one of your children was born. Yes. See? That is pretty amazing that you no lived one's born from in North Dakota. You lived there when Anna was born there. And she was not and born. She, she wasn't was born, born in Minnesota. There. They were like, we need to go to a real state. I'm going to go to the big city. <laughs> Load up the pickup. We're going into town. Um the <laughs> I'm just gonna say that Fargo is bigger than Visalia. <laughs> yeah, it <Just>. is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm but it's not probably not altogether the size of Minnesota, Minneapolis. Like, Minneapolis. like if you put all the people in North, North Dakota Th- together, oh, it'd Minneapolis be smaller is, than Minneapolis. Minneapolis is like. Would the, it be smaller than St. Paul? Minneapolis is in like top twenty of. Would it? Be, would it? Uh, that's a fun game. Which cities is all of North Dakota smaller than? I'm pretty sure it's smaller than Louisville. I'm pretty sure that's true. That the population of North Dakota, because we had a friend who actually went to be a pastor in North Dakota while we were in when Louisville. We got there, and they had been there for like three years, and they were leaving as we were coming. Um, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure the population of North Dakota as a whole, are you looking it up right now? Yeah? Yes. What's okay. what's state population? Working on it. Okay. Research department's on. I got this. 760,000. Oh, yeah. The whole state. So less than a million. Okay, so Ooh. if you do like the actual city part of Louisville, not the metro area, because Louisville is kind of like a a virus that's just taking over the whole state. Pretty soon, Kentucky will be Louisville. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it's working. Uh, it's six hundred thousand, so it's slightly smaller than all of North Dakota. My high school is the tenth largest city in North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I just thought it was weird that Walking Phoenix decided to go after milk. But he always does weird things, you know what I mean? That's the strangest person that I've been told I look like. I don't think I really look like him. Um, but he's one of my celebrity doppelgangers I've gotten several times. Uh, I think it's just dark hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 
I just thought it was weird, so I thought I'd bring it up. It, it's, it didn't make a lot of sense. No, it came completely out of whatever field left, right? Any field. Maybe, like, he's kind of just unhinged. Like, he won for being the Joker, right? right. That was what it was. Yeah. But I think he was just, like, himself. Cause he's just a weird Not dude. Not acting as much. Like, he's just strange. Because yeah. before, he, like, pretended he was dead and then made a documentary about how he wasn't dead. Remember that? That was weird. Yeah. You know? Um. Anyway, Valentine's Day is coming up. We're going to shift to Valentine's Day. So, um... I have nothing to do with milk. Straight really. from Joaquin. You know, I just felt like it was. It needed to be mentioned that that was weird, guy. You know what I mean? I don't know if he listens to this. Probably not. But if he does, Joaquin, what are you doing, dude? Give us some details on yeah, that. Was like, all what, about. <laughs> like, did you just watch a documentary about milk? Were you sitting in the audience watching a documentary about milk on your phone? That would be the, if that was <laughs> the story. That would be awesome. And then you were like, you know what? No, no, they're at the table and they're like. They, they they did one of those spin the bottle type Ooh. of things like okay, this is your topic spin yeah they had a wheel a wheel and they were like yeah exactly and it's like the milk industry. you're assigned milk and if you win you have to that would be the best way to do speeches that's how we should do all the speeches except for yeah. it should be up on the stage with them did, did people clap at the end of whatever he I said I assume so they clap at everything it's like the state of the union like, like it's part of the thing like if clap. that would be amazing if they could write like put such an awful speech together it would deter clapping like it'd be so confounding that yeah, nobody would even like, know what to do. Like the like people got up there and were like, Hey, there need to be more women here and everyone claps. And you're like, No, you guys are the reason <laughs> If if you were not here <laughs> like she's the person who said this is saying you shouldn't be here. Yay. You can't clap for that. That doesn't make any sense. Like you're you're part of the problem. Uh so I think they would clap for anything. They laughed at Ricky Gervais's jokes at the Academy Awards. They did, yeah. They were about them. Like he was he wasn't making fun of like the rest of America. They were all pulling or a West Paul Virginia Washer. or North Dakota. He was making fun of all the people in the room. You know what I mean? Um which I also think another thing they should do for like award things. So like the All Star game is happening. I think that's today, tomorrow, something like that, for the NBA. Um so they what they do now is there's a pool of players and then they get to pick them. So there's two captains, whoever right. gets the most votes, and then they stole that from the NHL, that's by the way. Genius. But it's a genius idea, but I think what they should do, instead of doing it as a TV show where those people are by themselves vote picking, mm-hmm. they should sing the national anthem, bring all the players on the court, and it's like the playground. It's like recess when you're in elementary school, and the two people, Giannis and LeBron, are standing at the front, and everyone else do- like doesn't have a jersey yet, and so they say, okay, now they pick, because the reactions would be wonderful, because everyone thinks they should be picked first. Right. But only one person gets to be picked first. And no one thinks they should be picked last. And someone is being picked last. And I want that to happen on national television. You know how high the ratings would be for that? Adults. Yeah, yes. Yeah. For hockey. People would watch the Hockey All-Star Game who aren't really into hockey just to see adults like possibly cry. <laughs> the, <laughs> you're the top of... You're an All-Star. You're just the worst All-Star. Yeah, <laughs> you're the one we didn't and think like, needed to be. Technically, now you can watch it and know who got picked last. But it's not in person. Like You would see... The interpersonal dynamics of, of the it's people true. picking the people. And I think people would like that more. I think that would be better. I'm down. I assume that's what they did. No. They, they don't picked do them that? last week. Oh, man. That doesn't even... On a video. Like, they, 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 they live-streamed in to the NBA on TNT show, and they picked the people. But they weren't even together. Right. Oh, and then, man. like, last year, they traded a player. <laughs> that's but that would have to happen in real time. That would be. They'd have to, they're about to do the jump ball, and LeBron goes, Hey, Giannis, switch me this guy for that guy. And then they have to switch jerseys. That's really awkward. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like the... That sounds like a WNBA The soap idea. opera of the All-Star game would be better that way. That's what I want. Because sports is just soap operas for men. So that's what I want. I want that kind of drama. I want more that's like drama. WWE type. Yeah. 
That's yeah. why people like that because they're just they just lean into it and like we're soap operas for men. Yeah. They don't say that because they're like te- pretending it's real, but the um <laughs> none of this has to do with Valentine's Speaking Day. Speaking of Valentine's the, Day, <laughs> we're back. Speaking of Valentine's Day, so one of our topics I thought it'd be fun to talk about um, is like marriage slash dating advice for Valentine's Day. I am one of the lucky ones in that my wife hates Valentine's Day. So yep. That's really helpful. That's really cool. Um, I like Valentine's Day, but my wife also forgets like important dates. Like our um, our anniversary is part of our Wi-Fi password. And so when we, fr- <laughs> <laughs> we first that's made fantastic. the Wi-Fi password, I told her, I like told it to her and she was like, what are those numbers? That's I was like, so good. What do you mean? What are those numbers? That's our anniversary. And she was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> and you were just doing so it like to see stereoth- if she could remember. Yeah, we're like opposite. Like I remember the date, like what the date was that we met. I remember the date that we started dating. I remember like, I remember dates. I have this weird catalog of dates. It's why I like, I think it's why I'm good at history. I just can remember dates really easily. Mm-hmm. Lisa's like, who cares what day it was? It was around, it was this year. Like it was like, she can give you the year we were married. Right. Uh, <laughs> It was fairly impactful. Yeah. yeah, it happened in July. We got married in July of 2012. Okay. <laughs> what more do you need? Um, that's kind of what her thing is. So, which is helpful because, like, I gave her chocolate earlier this week, and that's cool. We're good. Because um, she doesn't really care about Valentine's Day. And also, I'm not very good at giving people presents, all, like, waiting till the day. So it, it's a really nice. We've discovered that. Back and forth where, like, she doesn't really care what day the things happen. And I'm not really good at waiting till that day to give people things. So that's helpful. You know, that's like, look at that. We found each other. Uh, <laughs> you, you each took each other off the block. that's sovereignty, I don't know what is. That's providence right you there. You were both removed from the pool. Because, <laughs> like, otherwise it wouldn't have been very good. So, um, you know, like, if, if you're, like, I don't know. Anyway, that's fine. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. I think you know what I mean? Like, I, I started to say thought, compatible. Yeah, yeah, sure. We were like eHarmony out there, you know? Like, I don't know if that's one of their questions. I probably do, because when I was in middle school, me and my sister made an eHarmony account for like a 40-year-old man. We were trying to like catfish somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Homeschool. <laughs> yep, we had a lot of time on our hands. Uh, <laughs> that was language arts or social studies, one or the other. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good social stu- If you're homeschooling your kids, have them catfish somebody as social studies. That's like, that's a sociology project right there. Absolutely. That's something is. you could do in college and write a paper about it and that- get an A. That's a PhD study. <laughs> the study in human relationships. Yeah, me and my sister did weird stuff when we were like we tried to make Mountain Dew. We made an eHarmony account. Middle school was weird. Um, <laughs> it's only gotten better. <laughs> yeah, everything's really cleared up now. Um, anyway, so what is your your best your best marriage advice for the people? Dating advice. Hold on. Like Didn't you say you couldn't give dating advice until you've been married 10 years? Wasn't I that you? I can give you? dating advice. I can give, no, no, no. You can't give married marriage advice to people. So, like, to people five years and younger, like newly newlyweds, I can give marriage advice to them. If I try to lead a marriage conference, no one should come to that. I wouldn't. You see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of like, I'm providing child care for that. I will not be able to make it whenever that happens. Um... Do you know what I mean? Like, it is a it's a levels sort of situation. Uh, it's the, it's the reason you hate small groups. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where like the person leading the small group, if you know more than the person teaching you about the thing they're teaching you about, then you feel bad because you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes, you know. And so that's just what happens. You just pray a lot. You just right. Pray, like, Lord. Bless him. You know. Yeah. Ooh, you say some of that. Um. So, 
I can give advice to people who are dating and people who have been married for five or year, later, years or less, even if they're older than me, because they haven't been married that long. Is your dating advice just do it now? Get married now? <laughs> <laughs> that would be mine. Mine is... Marry early. Yeah, why not? You know, Marry like, early. Well, uh, on that note, on marrying early, my best advice for people who are going to marry, marry people early or like you think you're going to get married soon is this. Two people can eat for the price of one. You just have to alternate the days you eat. That's uh, compliments of Lou Barbieri right there. Um, that piece of advice itself was a moment in mine and Lisa's life where we were like, you know what? We could be broke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> better be broke and happy than not broke and miserable. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so we were just like. It was a turning point for you. Right. And like, I tell people that and they always look at me like, that's your advice? That is my advice. You can, you'll be all right. You don't have to eat as much as you eat right now. You'll be fine. You'll you'll lose weight. Both of you will be happy with that. You'll unless you don't need to lose weight, and then one of you will lose weight, and then you know, like you'll be you'll be good. You don't need to eat that much. You'll be fine. You can live in a studio apartment. You can make it on much less than you think you can make it. I guess that's mostly what I'm trying to say. Is agreed. Everyone will tell you you need a lot more to make it than you actually need. For sure. Because they think you need. To make sure, like, like we were in Louisville, there were people who had been dating for like eight years and they weren't going to engage because they hadn't bought a house. I'm like, what? And that's like a thing you do once you're married, right? Those I'm are not all planning after on ever things. buying a house. That's an after. That's, uh, I'm not trying to be tied down <laughs> that much. Like, what? <laughs> Thirty years? Whoa! You know, maybe I want to move. What if I want to move into an apartment? What if I want to move into a trailer? What if I want to build a pastor to- house? You know, like what? There's so many options. Why am I going to at the age of like 22? Be like, you know what? I have to buy a house before I decide who I'm going to marry. That means that you're making like your house choice before you're like, we're going to spend forever together. Like, no, I really like this house. So I need to find a house I like before I decide if I like you that much. And that seems seems backwards. That's backwards. Upside down. <laughs> every, every way that that's not the right way. Sweet. Also, short engagements. That's my other advice. Oh, man. No what, need to be engaged more what, than six months. What's the maximum length between when you meet somebody and when you know that you're supposed to marry Three somebody? Months. Maximum time? If you don't know in three months, you don't know. And probably shouldn't be dating that person. All right. It depends on when you meet, because some people, like we have people in our church who got met in junior high. and th- But that's not the norm. So right. generally, you are not going to date the person that you are going to marry while you're in high school. Or while, you're, especially while you're in junior high. Like you yeah, are not going to be sure. boyfriend and girlfriend in high school and then marry that person, typically. It happens... So there's hope for you. You can yeah. you can hold on for hope, real. But once you go to college, typically, that's when that, or you start a career. That's usually when that kind of whoop, oh, that's gone, and all that was was dust in the wind. You know, um, that <laughs> that's Valentine's <laughs> advice. <laughs> dust in the wind. <laughs> this isn't really Valentine's advice for high schoolers. I guess it kind of is. That is kind of you were saying dating just, advice. Just so. don't do it. Just yeah. wait. Have better things to do in high school. I dated a lot of people in high school. Lisa dated no one in high school. And she did way cooler stuff in high school because I was worried about girls the entire time. Have better things to do in high school. Yeah. There are better things to do in high school. Do those instead. I'm not saying dating is bad. If you want to date people, go on dates. If someone will take you and pay for your food, get free food. Seems reasonable. That's a college advice thing, though. Never say no to free food. We have so many kids in our church who will say no to free food. And I'm like, what is your problem? Because they still live at home. Right, because they don't know the value a free food. If someone wants to take you to lunch, it's a rite keep, of passage. Yeah, you yeah. can take me to lunch. Yeah. Cool, man. You're gonna you're gonna pay for my food. If I can get enough food to get two meals out of this, I can take some of this home. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never had that problem. 
you know? Sometimes but, sometimes I was at a different level of broke, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Spread this out. In college, the first three weeks that we were there, we were trying out churches, just seeing what fits us, and all of them had potlucks oh, today geez. that we visited. That oh, nice. Like, <laughs> well done. There was a church we went to that was in Pilsen, which is like the Hispanic one of the Hispanic neighborhoods in Chicago, and every week they had tamales. In between, the, they had a Spanish service and then an English service. We went to English service, but we'd show up early so we get the tamales. Mm-hmm. Good idea. It was like a good reason to go. You're like, oh, you guys got tamales every week? It's the benefit of a small church, you know? Like, the bigger the church is, less likely they're going to have food there. Yeah. The uh, With regularity. Anyway, but how fast you'll know. If you're dating someone and you're both, like, actually adults, I think, like, three months. And I don't feel like it takes nearly as long as we think it No, takes. we think it takes like years. Unless it takes like extenuating circumstances, like you don't live in the same place or whatever it is that there's like obvious reasons why you can't connect with regular intervals. Part of that is though, we have like this connection to like the soulmate idea that like there's only ever one person you could have ever been with. Yeah. And that was, and if you miss it, you missed it because we watch too many rom-coms and mm-hmm. like there's never another chance for anyone to ever like yeah right um but I, i'm not sure if that's actually true and also like i think you know you just we we think you need like years like you have to know everything about a person before you marry them and that's like super backwards it you is. you make a commitment to this person and then as you learn about them you love them more mm-hmm. and so you continue to learn more and more and and like that's yeah. what keeps you going not like i'm gonna wait till i have a list i have a list of questions because that's usually what we give people who are engaged Here's the list of questions you need to ask. And usually most of those are good. And then some of them, it's like, you know what? If I would have found this out later, it would have been fine. You know? Well, and, and what's, and at the very same time, we're changing. So yeah. if we're changing and we expect <laughs> to know everything about the other person, the You're assumption never is know. they're changing. Yep. So why don't we just like get into this thing together and change together and grow together at the same time? Agreed. Agreed? Agreed. Boom. But, but did we all get married rather young? I got married at 19. So, One, do I win? 23. 22. I win. Man. Yes! Yeah. You were the old guy. <laughs> I was. I was a <laughs> geezer. And I was the young guy of the old guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Bible college, you know? It's, uh, when you're both in Bible college, ring before spring. And, uh, yeah. So it's cheaper. It was cheaper to go to my school, though, when if you were married and lived off campus than if you were not married and lived on campus. So, that helped, too. Yeah. We were able to do that. And not for everybody. I'm not saying everybody needs to get married at 19. I'm just saying, if you meet somebody... My wife did. <laughs> yeah. My, mine was 20. Mine was 22. Not 22. She was 20 as well. As well. As well. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it, what... It just seems like that's fear or something is in the way of that. And like... What is it about not just marrying the person that you've spent the last year with? Like, what's that? That seems to be like you don't know enough about the person. How much more can you possibly know that's going to like turn the corner? Is it just more circumstances that I think so. you haven't seen them in, so you don't want to see what they're like in different like possibly? I think also we have this idea that we have to have made it. Like, marriage is a thing you do once you've made it. Like, you have to be. Until you're completely financially stable, like marriage isn't an option. Until you you have a house and you have a car and you have all these things that have you kind of like locked down as an adult. Because we're like, if you're not, you don't have those. Because a lot of people, that's like in their head. Like until mm-hmm. when I get my own house and I have my own car. I didn't have a car for the first, I think for the first like two or three years we were married. We didn't have a car because 
We lived in Chicago, so we didn't need it. Right. But, like until you have a house and a car and a dog and all these other things, marriage is off the table. And then, yeah. Yeah. For my parents, one of the things they wanted us to do was be graduated from college. We didn't do that. Um, but I already kind of explained part of that. So, but we'd already been dating when we got married. We'd been dating for almost two years. We'd have been engaged for nine months. Nine months is too long. <coughs> you do not need nine months to plan a wedding. You need at most six. At most. You could do it in six weeks. Easy. Once you're engaged, like, what's the, what are you doing? Like, take whatever time you need to do premarital counseling. Get somebody who's actually good at that. Um, most of the people that I've talked to have not had good exper- <laughs> experiences yeah. with premarital counseling. So I don't know if that's just, like, part of the rite of passage is that you have a bad experience with premarital <laughs> yeah. counseling. Maybe people just are bad at mar- premarital counseling. Maybe. That might be what it is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Quite possible. So do that. And whatever length of time that takes, plan the wedding in that amount of time. But they're trying to factor in their family's That's travel bad. schedules That's and life. all their if things. If it's important, they'll be there. Right, but it's important to more than the two people that are being married, and that's usually where the trouble goes. And then also, why is your wedding so long? Our wedding? Seven minutes. Yeah, that's too short, but <laughs> it does not need to be 45 minutes long. Right, you can find a, find a, a, a nice whatever length you want, and then just like, your friends like, what, don't all need to read something. No. Nope. If you want to have someone preach, cool, but then give them a time limit. Don't just let them go on for hours about yeah. marriage and covenants and all the covenants in the Bible because those no what, one, no one's paying attention what, anymore by the time you get to the vows. What do you think about um, symbolic gestures no. of unity? No. Get out of here. Why am I going to make trash? What if you want the <laughs> sand the sand to no, mix I don't want together? Sand in my house. I have to keep the sand. I'm not keeping a jar of dirt. What about my ja- what about Jack Sparrow? Threads that are braided. No, I don't want that either. Three woven are stronger than. It was great, cool. What about communion? Sure, probably. <laughs> if I was going to add something to our to I was, our, I was to, hoping Gordon was going to bring something <laughs> spiritual into if this I, conversation. If I was going to add something, like let's go back and redo it, we would have done communion. How about washing her feet? No, we're not doing that. That's weird. That seems like a str- also then her feet would have been wet. And I had a friend who worked at Jimmy Choo, and so he his wedding gift to her was Jimmy Choo's. And then her feet are wet, and i got to make sure they're dry before they go into Jimmy Choo's so they don't ruin them. I'm not trying to do that. That's too much. Also, no one's trying to watch that. And also, she's not trying to watch my, wash my feet. So let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> We're not brethren, you know? Love That's your, what I'm saying. Love your bride as Christ loved the church. Right. And he said, this I gave you Washed as an example. <laughs> he used the word example in there. <laughs> Meaning that we should be like Christ's example, like right. do the things <laughs> no. that Jesus did. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay, I what about what about vows? I don't know how we got into weddings all of a sudden, but I don't know. what about I'm vows? I'm gonna bring a base into your house. Vows? Uh, we did vows. We wrote our own vows though, but we included like things from from other vows. The traditional mean? vows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know some people who say just I, like there's one, like the Happy Rant podcast people. They say no, you just tell like one of the guys. He's a pastor in Ohio. In Ashland, where Ashland Theological Seminary is. Um, and I th- I think what he tells people is just like, no. Whatever you're going to write is not going to be as good as what we already have. Right. <laughs> you're not that good at writing. So. I, 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 I say yes, but you still have to do the old ones. I like that. No, it, like you're That's not going to avoid the richer and the poorer sickness and health. Yeah. I think we included in our like things like something like that at the end. That was similar kind of the gist was in there. Right. And I, th- I think both of us had people look at it. You know, mm-hmm. and like make sure that we were good to go. Um, yeah, cool. I don't know how we got here. 
from dating advice. No, you started it's with probably my fault. Uh, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> All right. So, Gordon, what what advice do you have? You haven't given us any advice. Don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> Says our pastor over children's ministries. Just kidding. <laughs> Anything to make Jeremiah stop talking. Well, it's, it's it's the first time that I've heard Gordon really just be on the same page as Paul on something. Yeah. So. Well, some people shouldn't get married. You know? Some people shouldn't some be people. married or some couples shouldn't get married to each other. That too. Okay. But like some people like are called to singleness. I think that's a thing, right? So for some people, like, yeah. don't just get married because you think you have to. That's silly. For sure. It's not a good reason to get married. You're like, well, we've been... Because that's sometimes what people's reason is. Like, well, we've been dating for a while, so I guess... <laughs> I guess we'll just do that. That's right. If I was called a signalist, I'd be a monk. Um, Ooh, fun. <laughs> what kind? Jesuit. Oh, man. <laughs> Who are you hoping for? I don't know, like a Franciscan or a Benedictine. I was hoping Maybe. for a Benedictine. Like I, uh, Augustine, Sinian, I'm, like I'm torn. Kempis. I'm always torn between my Jesuit and Benedictine. Dude, you should become an Augustinian monk. I don't even know what they did. I didn't even know that was a thing until I was reading about Thomas Kempis. I'm like, well, he's an Augustinian monk. Who knew? I'm not that much into nature. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna like apologize for slapping bugs and stuff. Real advice is to learn to fight well. You're going to fight and disagree, but you gotta do it in a healthy way. <laughs> I was so lost for a minute there. You he was still that, on the monks. And I was like, to be a monk, you have to learn how to fight oh, yeah. well. <laughs> yep. What kind of monks are these? Yeah. <laughs> First rule of the monastery: you don't talk what happens. At. <laughs> Whatever happens in the monastery stays in the monastery. <laughs> This is the, the land for order of monks. The first rule is you have to first learn how to fight. I was like, what? <laughs> what kind of fighting do we have to learn? Seems like, that's like grappling. Not, it's an entirely boxing? new strain of monks because that's not been historically. They jump on you and just punch you in the head just until you believe in Jesus. Anyway, that was your marriage and dating advice is learn how to fight well. That's a good, yeah, because you're going to get in fights. It's going to happen. And if you're not good at it, it's not going to go well for you. And good at it doesn't mean winning. No, that's not probably what Gordon meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at winning arguments. <laughs> that's right. Just tear the other person down until they give up. <laughs> I'm sure that's how my <laughs> wife felt like I argued for so many years. Uh, the oh, goal man. is to win. I guess also like with that would be like learn to listen first. And if both, I mean, someone has to speak first. So if both sides are obvious, always trying to listen first, like someone has to speak. But mm. what did um, she say? Learn to listen, listen first. There, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. But now we know who speaks first. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good one too. Which would be part of learning to fight well is that that sort of thing. Um, do we have other advice? Um, mar- if we're looking at marriage specifically, sure. Um, the terms of your marriage were decided when you said I do. So since that part is over, take the idea of divorce off the table going forward. There's way too much talk of this, you know, speaking of arguments, conflict, like this could lead us to separation means that you're really not going to fight well. Like you won't fight in a productive way. Because you will always have a way out, right? Or you won't. You will really just not be honest. Because if I think, well, it, depending on how this goes, he or she may not be here. I'm probably going to hold something back, which would then just lead to further arguments down the road. So, yeah. if we, if we, in our relationships, take the idea of divorce and separation off the table in any conversation, it 
frees us up to really be honest and to be transparent and to have on like just really have honest relationships in general yeah i think that's good good place to wrap it up so if you have marriage advice or questions comments concerns um you're from west virginia and you want to make fun of kentucky go for it uh you can reach us at podcast at parksidebysell.org uh so until next time